0: Try not to frown, don't let this world turn you around You're not alone in when you cry Virtually, I'll be by your side Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Alika Hope and Change. I am Alika Hope.
1: And I am her magnificently brilliant, tall, extraordinarily handsome, and often quite witty, big brother, also known as change. My name is Emil.
0: And he is oh, so humble, like some humble pie. You know, speaking of pie, Emil, do you know, uh, what was it? Like three episodes ago, I, in the middle of the show, ordered a case of Mexican seven up to be sent to your house. So you could make me a seven up cake. What's the status on that? Have you got that seven up yet?
1: So apparently the seven up company went to walked, excuse me, walked (laughs) to Mexico. Oh, To, no. <laughs> to make uh, the 7-Up. And because it is made with cane sugar, they had to grow the cane. <laughs> and I think they are importing the bubbles from Spain. So <laughs> at this point, what we have is a delay in the manufacture of the Mexican 7-Up due to factors that are far beyond, it sounds like, anyone's control. Um, mm. Particularly the 7-Up people.
0: Well, that's too bad because uh, as you listeners know, I think it was actually the Thanksgiving episode. I got really excited about the 7up cake, so much so that I believe I spent $40 on a six pack of Mexican 7up to be sent to, to, to my brother's house in the greater DC area. Uh, so I would like all of you listeners to wait impatiently with me for that 7up to arrive so that I can have my 7up cake because he did say he would FedEx the cake to me after he caught the seven up and I was hoping to start 2021 off with a health kick, but I just may have to dig into the seven up cake first at the rate things are going.
1: I promise you, as soon as I get it sis, it is on its way to you the next day I have, I bought the organic flour. I wow. have actually Mexican cane sugar. Wow. Um, so what we're, what we're, what we're talking about here is that, you know, I've got imported Madagascar vanilla fair trade, mm. fair trade Madagascar vanilla now. And and what we so what we have here oh and farm fresh eggs when oh, I say goodness. farm fresh we are buying them from the farmer whose chickens are growing them because I you know I'm trying to be <laughs> I'm trying to be local and I'm trying to be you know responsible but yeah. I'm also going because because my carbon footprint for the Seven Up is pretty significant I get it, that okay. so I'm trying to okay. offset it with other things but <laughs> let me you. tell you let me tell you at this point um, I will get. The lousiest ingredients, if that's what it takes. But at this point, I'm ready for this Mexican Mm -hmm. 7-Up. I'm going to pop one and drink it myself. Drink it slowly. Um, Oh, I'm going to savor it over on ice. And then while I'm savoring it, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use another fresh one for you (laughs) and your cake. I will probably make two, one for me and one for thee.
0: Would you please get a selfie of yourself with the Mexican seven up when it arrives? Cause we can put it on our uh, website. We're going to be adding some photos to it uh, over the next month or two. And, you know, I was thinking as you were talking that neither of us really are drinkers. And during this um, pandemic and COVID time, the alcohol store, the liquor stores at least here in the East have been open when everything else was closed. And I was like, what's up with that? Cause I'm not really a big drinker. And, but I do like seven up and I like diet Dr. Pepper. And so I feel like, the amount of money that I spent on this Seven Up, maybe other people during this time were spending on wine, and I wasn't. So I think that's like it kind of balances out, you know? It
1: does. It mm-hmm. does. You 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 did it right. <clears throat> I I have been imbibing during this time because I'm what? worried how. Now what? let me tell you. You know, I was a teetotaler until I was like forty years old. Yes. So, so I have been very slowly integrating and t- teaching my palate different mm. types of uh, adult beverages. That are, that for me were not easily uh, uh, trained or learned. So it's been a very interesting, I still, I'm not a wine guy, I can't do wine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm learning very, very slowly how to drink adult beverages uh, from Kentucky, adult beverages from Scotland, Mm -hmm. and adult beverages from places like Germany and Belgium. So these wonderful, oh, and uh, adult beverages from Russia.
0: Wow. Um,
1: also Sweden and uh, adult beverages from, Oh, um, from the Dukes of hazard. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'm learning all these different types of, <laughs> of adult beverages and I'm enjoying, I am enjoying the process. And believe me, my tolerance is so low that um, I am the
0: absolute cheapest date you'll ever find. And that leads me to my question that i've had probably since i was like four why do they call it adult beverages when those beverages make people act a fool i don't get it and you know furthermore why do they call it adult entertainment when people watching are acting like children i mean you know it's like this is an adult beverage and i'm like no it's not because when you have one you start acting like a little kid you know what i'm saying it's like the oxymorons in life you yeah. know, that
1: is that was one of the reasons why I was a teetotaler for so long is because I had seen so many people do so many foolish things. I said, I'm just not motivated to join your ranks. And uh, what flipped the switch for me was when somebody yeah. taught me, you know, I actually, I actually went to a beverage tasting event where they said nice. we're going to lay, the, the manufacturer laid out their finest um, s- Scottish adult beverages. Mm-hmm. And laid them out and said, "Let us show you how to smell, taste, and appreciate." Ooh. So I learned. I learned this. It was so much fun. I said, "Well, let me, you know, do some more research on my own." And that's what kind of kickstarted my my endeavor. What I what I'm learning uh, from from the Seven Up uh, debacle mm-hmm. is that um, patience makes everything taste better.
0: I like that. And while we're eating things that taste better and some of us drinking quote adult end quote beverages, we also during this time have been watching more TV. At least I have. Now I was never this huge TV person in fact, I didn't even own a TV of my own. I did like when I was younger and then maybe for about a decade until a couple of years ago, I didn't even own a television and I got a couple hand-me-down TVs. And um, during this pandemic time, my mother actually, my mother, right? So who's older than me, obviously, because she's my mother who owns so many gadgets and stuff. And she's like the opposite of me. Uh, she said, you know, I want to get you guys this giant flat. Screen TV that you can attach to your wall. This is maybe, I don't know, six months ago when she realized that we were going to be stuck in the house for a long time. Of course, my kids were like, Yay! And I was like, Whatever, okay, if you're paying, I'll take it, you know. Um, And let me tell you about these new TVs. Now, you and I know Jamie, also our engineer, you guys are both gadget people. I am not. I am floored. (laughs) floored <laughs> by the options on television so much so that yeah. i titled this episode the tv shows we discovered from changing out i'm sorry excuse me the tv shows we discovered when changing from going out to staying in and maybe it's more the tv shows alika discovered cuz i had no clue people will talk about stuff like um What's that That really famous show, now I'm blanking on it. See, that's how well, horrible Game I am. Game of Thrones. Thank you, Game of Thrones. I saw one episode and I was like, what is this hot mess? And I turned it off and I went and like, I don't know what I did, played cards instead. But let me tell you, Emil, I have discovered the power of TV, and we are going to talk about this
1: today. <laughs> no, for real. Let me tell you, I do have a, I do have a large television. Uh, mm-hmm. I because you know I am a gadget guy, but I'm a budget guy. I'm a budget gadget guy, right? Budget so,
0: gadget guy. Yes. Yeah, I'm
1: a budget gadget guy. So I was able to get my really big screen television just before the Super Bowl this year, and um, I and I have really appreciated. It was a, it was a prescient sort of upgrade. And what was so interesting about the upgrade was we bought the TV. We It was just a great deal. That's why we bought it. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and I'm like, I am now watching the most unusual movies and shows. I can't wait for our next segment so we can talk about them.
0: <laughs> and we're going to be right back to talk about these unusual movies and shows from both of our perspectives.
1: Interlude Music by Lawrence V. White.
0: Emil, we're back, and I'd like you to start by telling us some things that you've discovered.
1: So, because I am not much of a television watcher, um, I had just cut the cord again on cable because I wasn't using it. And the only reason I got it was because it was a better deal than buying internet on its own. Mm -hmm. So um, I was able to get a better deal without the cable than with it. So I cut the cord. And and so when I tell you this, a lot of our listeners are going to laugh because I'm so far behind the power curve, Mm -hmm. but I discovered Breaking Bad.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And I consumed that show in its entirety in just a couple of months. I mean, I just I I didn't go hard. I just was consistent like every day I'd watch an episode. And then you know that that show is so crazy that you can't really digest too much at once, but mm-hmm. it was It was riveting and I did not even, people had been talking about it. It won its Emmys and all that sort of stuff. And I'd heard about it, but I finally got a chance to watch it from start to finish, including the new movie that just was released this year on Netflix. I'm telling you, I had no idea and I'm so glad I waited because I was able to watch it at my pace and with Mm -hmm. no commercials like Mm. that is if, if it, it takes me, to wait a year or two or three so that I don't have to wait for each week's episode and I don't have to watch commercials. Yeah. I am much more patient with that than I am being on the edge of my seat waiting for the next installment week after week.
0: So I just want to say, um, in, in counter to what you just said about commercials. <clears throat> As a member of SAG-AFTRA, I would like to thank commercials for literally saving my behind about five times since I gave birth to children. Shout out to the three major companies that, one of whom bumped me up to a principal role, and the commercial aired on ESPN to 100 million people, and it just about fed my children for six months. Shout out. Anyway, so I understand the commercial thing, but whenever someone says they skip commercials, I'm like, but wait, but wait. Shout
1: out to my sister Shout and out. to all those who are looking for a fantastic representative of America for their next commercial. I'm gonna plug you right so, now, sis. I,
0: but no but, but I but besides that. I, I will get watch the- regular
1: TV for you. Okay. You tell me, I'm there. Don't don't even wonder. <laughs>
0: um but besides that i get the commercial thing and wanting to get on to the next um episode and i tell you emil until this lockdown i didn't really get the appeal of you know watching things all the way through and i'm with you it's like wow i i sat down in i don't know august or something and i have uh, over the summer i fell in love with the bbc shows and I probably watched, I don't know, seven years or seven seasons of, um, in the BBC they call them series instead of seasons, right? but just like in a row. And my kids are like, what are you doing, mom? I was like, oh, I was up till 3 a.m. Mom, why up till 3 a.m.? And I was like, um, cause, of course, now we're probably listening to this podcast and know my secret, but you know, it's kind of addictive and you kind of get swept away in whatever's going on, right? It's the need. It's the needed
1: way. So you're a performer, sis. So you understand this from the production side. You're on the stage. You're on the set. You are, you are giving a performance that, if you do it right, allows the audience to come into the world created by the author, by the director, by the producer. That world can be so immersive and so rich and so engaging that you lose track of time, you lose track of space. And in its place with the proper measured dose, it can be a fantastic way to regenerate after Mm. a very long day or how to even spark your imagination when you're trying to get into the mood for something creative. Uh, So to me, uh, it has its place. And COVID-19 obviously was the time and place to read more books and watch more shows.
0: It was. I mean, I can stand up here talking to you today. and We've talked in the past about fitness and moving forward and all these things, but I'm just going to be straight up honest that I've watched a lot of TV during this time and I'm not feeling that bad about it because there's only so much productiveness you can do when you're holed up in your house 24-7 and I actually learned a little bit about balance because there were times where I felt guilty because I was watching TV and I was like, wait a second, we're in the middle of a international pandemic. (laughs) And there are people that I know that got really sick and some people who passed away. And, you know, because I was working in New York City when all this stuff first kind of went down after, I mean, you know, hit Washington State and stuff. But when it really hit New York City, I was working there and I'm like, let me not forget that I'm safe and healthy and I'm grateful and I'm going to enjoy this TV show, you know, and it it has allowed time to reflect on it being okay to enjoy some pleasurable things just for the sake of enjoying them just for the sake of escaping
1: agreed and when we talk about balance you know one of one of my favorite shows that I had to take it in very small doses. Mm-hmm. So what I tried to do was I had a variety of things um, on everything from like House Hunters International to something <sighs> really deep where House Hunters, you can be cooking or, or doing something else. Um, and so it's a lovely way to travel. So I actually, uh, I want to give you two that I, that I watched over this period. One, yes. a BBC uh With Idris Elba called Luther.
0: Called Luther. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I watched it too. Measure doses on
1: that show. Yes. Measure doses because that show is so (laughs) deep and so (laughs) twisted and so sideways but it's so good.
0: But wait, wait. but I got to just stop you for a minute. Cause we're coming at this from different perspectives. So a sister can only handle so much beautiful dark chocolate in measured doses too. So I know you're coming at the content, but one can only look at Idris elbow without passing out for so long. So there you have right. it people. You got two perspectives. Well, go ahead. Yes.
1: Two, persp- two very human perspectives, <laughs> mind you. Right. I'm talking about the psychological yes. sensitivity that I have. My sister's talking about another type of sensitivity she has. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other one was a joyous romp around the world and it was The Amazing was
0: Race. Oh, okay. I have never seen that.
1: Right. So The Amazing I hadn't I hadn't really watched it, but I started in season 1 and yeah. I watched all the way up to the current season and and it was because we weren't traveling and The Amazing Race is a race about going around the world. So ah. here I was traveling virtually with all the contestants doing, they were doing all their crazy stunts and I'm seeing Germany and I'm seeing, you know, uh, uh, Tanzania and and hmm. Brazil and all these places around the world, Vietnam and Japan. Hmm. And I'm like, what a great way to travel. Where else can I am? I, and it's frenetic. It's fun and it's light and it's, you know, basically harmless, but it yeah. was just so much fun to be able to travel by watching the amazing race. So I, you know, two different contrasts, but the same basic purpose was to immerse myself into a a situation that was completely, uh, outside of my norm, especially in this era, my Mm -hmm. norm being this home, Mm -hmm. it was nice to be able to go to someplace completely not this and sort of just escape and know that Mm -hmm. I was actually doing okay. To your point, um, you were saying you know it's, there a day you, you you found that balance you found it wasn't so bad to stay at home and watch a little television okay. if you, you know if you're working out if you're reading if you're mm-hmm. exercising your mind and you take some time to watch a really high quality show you know and and there are shows that are not high quality that probably shouldn't even air much less be watched but i'll oh, tell oh. you <clears throat> yeah, i'm not going to name names i will but go ahead I will not name names. Okay. But anything with housewives in it is probably <gasps> not worth oh, no. the I don't error. like
0: reality TV anyway, so so right. that's you go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: But 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 what I'm saying is those measured doses mm-hmm. are so important because they allow us to stay in that balance that right now is hard to find.
0: And i'm going to share with everyone something that i had a kind of embarrassing discovery but i'm going to admit it so that maybe it'll help other people grow and change since that's the goal of our show when we come right back Share something with you guys that I realized from watching all these shows, and I have traveled uh, to different continents. It's the Europe, Africa, South America. Never been to Asia. Uh, I've traveled to every single state in the U.S. except for Alaska. I've lived all over, done a lot of work around diversity, and I want to share with you the ignorance that I have, and I discovered it through TV, and that is because I've been watching a lot of shows out of India and Nigeria. I love them. I love the actors and.
1: Bollywood and Nollywood. Yes. Yes.
0: But, but not even just like, not the Bollywood, like, like, uh, you know, stereotypical stuff, but like, cause I love detective shows and medical shows. Um, And I've been watching all these detective shows like in India. Right. And then in Nigeria, I've been watching these comedies and there's this great show called before 30, which is about, it's, it's like about these four girls. Well, they're like 29 and they, you know, their culture, they're supposed to get married by 30 and like all their ins and outs and stuff. Very girly show. And, I realized that I hold stereotypes about certain countries and I'm just calling that out because it wasn't until I watched the shows. And as you know, Emil, I've been to Zimbabwe. I've seen I've interacted mm-hmm. with upper class people in, on the continent of Africa or, or here where I live. There's plenty of Uh, Indians that are from India that are well-educated and everything. And I realized that I hold some prejudice in me um, around being an American where I'm watching these shows and I'm like, oh my gosh, these women in Nigeria are just like some of my friends in New York city. It was like a Nigerian Lagos version of sex in the city. Right. And I had to check myself. So I started watching more and more of the shows because when I realized that I have a deficit, I try to like handle it as opposed to run from it. And I was like, wow. And so now I've been, watching these shows that show like middle and upper class people in places all over the world because in my ignorance and i think also because kind of what i've been fed over the years we just assume that everybody everywhere is poor so and even places that I visited, you know? And so that's right. been what's so fascinating. Plus, I love the shows. I love any kind of shows about girls or, excuse me, young women who are like discovering themselves because it's just, I like Lifetime, I'm not gonna lie, but like watching it in Nigeria, <laughs> you know, and like watching the Australian versions of it and like sure. all this stuff has been sure. really good and the acting is great. And the cost, okay, what'd you call it in Hollywood? The costumes yes. in, in of these shows that I've been watching in Nigeria, that whoever Sweet. does the costumes, Beautiful, Sweet. and the women are anorexic. <sighs> like the standard right. of beauty is more encompassing of all body shapes and sizes, and they're It's relatable, gorgeous. right? Yes, it's and relatable. they're gorgeous.
1: <laughs> they're gorgeous. Yes. They have all types of braids, longer yes. hair, shorter Everything. hair. It's, you know, they're, the range of skin color goes from midnight to noon. It's a beautiful way of portraying all types of humanity, of love, of life, of of success, of struggle. Uh, and that's kind of you know where what i I get into Chinese movies uh, mm-hmm. for the same reason. I like mythological stories, stories of great myth and character, great fables and legends. So, yeah, I love Kung Fu movies, but I like the epic war movies, the epic dramas, Mm. anything with a period epic, especially from China, because those are so elaborate and so rich. And what I what I learned from those is, you know, um, in one of my um, classes when I was an undergraduate uh, at the Air Force Academy, I got a chance to take a broad swath of classes that most people would never associate with the military academy. And one of the things I learned in in the history of Sub-Saharan Africa that translates to movie watching for me today is that you learn a lot about people from the myths they tell.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? And so
1: these Chinese myth stories, and and I love any kind of superhero-ish movie from anywhere because those myths tell me so much about a culture. They're aspirational. They're entertaining and they allow me to see kind of what this culture's like in a way where it's sort of telling you about its ideal self,
0: mm-hmm. about
1: its best self or about the self that, you know, created this beautiful, this beautiful moment in history. So these epic movies are for me like a window into the culture because it's all this fantasy and all this glorious sort of fable trumped up and pumped up for the screen mm-hmm. it's just i, I get I, I i hear exactly what you're saying watching these movies from different nations and different cultures really gives us a window into them
0: it really does and, in, and another show that i've really grown to love you just got me thinking about the beauty the cinematography of the crown mm. which is telling the you know the story of uh, queen elizabeth from basically from when her father passed away on up there's lots of uh episodes the the costumes, it just like draws me in to what's going on and the relationships, the acting. There's quite a few shows that are made for specific TV channels that are just beautiful. And the other day I was sitting watching something flipping through, I don't know, probably Netflix or something, some, you know, thing that had all these different shows. And I was like, think about how many people have jobs because of television like, have you ever just sat and seen how many shows there are now? I think it's because TV is like still a relatively new thing to me as far as like the options versus what there was 10, 15 years ago. And it's like, how many people have been employed by all of these things? And so in that aspect, TV isn't all bad because every TV show has all, you know, hundreds of people behind the scenes, then the actors, and they're all these different shows. So I think that you know, if we look at it holistically, am I making an excuse for watching more TV? Perhaps, um, but it does employ a lot of people.
1: Uh, and I say, well done. Um, you know, <laughs> you're you're in you're in the entertainment business. My daughter's in the entertainment business. We have a cousin who's in the entertainment business. Shout yes. out to Tony. Yep. Um, we, you know, uh, our brothers in the entertainment business. Anyone who's in that business, you know, who's, you know, if they were able to stay employed or um, figure out how to how to keep their keep their lights on over this time when entertainment was shifting from outside the home to inside the home. Right. Mm -hmm. That shift was it hurt a lot of people and it helped a lot of people. The net is going to be a very challenging um, recovery because Mm -hmm. there were so many venues that had to close. Especially live venues, and I feel for all of my live performer friends—from yes. plays to musicians to um, just you know poets who were who were who were on the circuit doing their readings—all the, of that has shifted. But you are so correct. There was an opportunity that was created where uh, you didn't need a lot of money. You had YouTube, you had uh, um, Instagram, and you had uh Twitter and TikTok and people are, you know, finding ways to uh entertain each other, educate each other. Um I'm getting, you know, learning about Pan-Africanism through, you know, so part of my TV time is spent learning about things that are fascinating like Pan-Africanism and other uh, uh type of 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 uh, um Uh, mental and political and Mm -hmm. and geographic exercises. It's just wide open and I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that so many people are finding gainful employment um, using the media that are available to us now that we're all at home.
0: And I think, you know, that's the beauty of it is that you can choose. You can choose to be like my brother and learn from watching TV, or you can choose to be like me and just embrace your couch potato-ness, pull up a bag of popcorn and just sit there and let your mind melt. It's okay because it's your choice.
1: Or do it all. <laughs> do it I want to tell it you.
0: It wait, a couple jokes. A couple jokes. You ready?
1: I am never
0: ready for okay. your jokes,
1: but I'm That's going good. to take it because because I'm I'm in. I'm locked in. Sis, so go.
0: You, you don't have a choice if you're ready or not. So here we go. What does a virus and a late night TV show have in common? Virus and a late
1: night TV show replicate. Um, make Mm-mm. you sick. Um,
0: they both need a host. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then, oh, and I got enough. Somebody I got another, save me.
1: Somebody save, please. Oh,
0: no. More nerd humor for you. This one I really like. This is another nerd joke. That was a science nerd. And here we go with a math nerd. <clears throat> I'm binging a TV show for free on Amazon, but it won't let me watch certain episodes. Specifically, it won't let me watch episode three, five, seven, and nine. Do you know why?
1: oh come on um those are odd numbers it's an it's an odd show
0: because they're only available on amazon prime oh <laughs> wait wait did you wow. get that one i love that i, one. <laughs> I got it yes get it. so I got all it. you listeners out there you know math three I five seven it. nine amazon the, prime get it? Prime okay. numbers
1: yes the yeah. prime numbers yes i got it i am a math guy uh and
0: we're just a Thank pair you. of nerds.
1: We are we straight up but straight we, up. Own we, we own it.
0: We own the nerd. It's in we our blood. Speaking we were of nerds which, before they were cool. I'm Malika Hope. That's my big and brother.
1: I'm Change also known as Emil.
0: Until next time.
1: Bye now. hope and change podcast is brought to you by alika hope and emile bryant our engineer is jamie brennan mcdonald our show is also brought to you by evolution pilates for more information visit www.evolutionpilates.com you can also visit us at alikahopeandchange.com to contact you can email alikahope at gmail.com. You can also find the show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.